Welcome to the Quartering Podcast for Tuesday, the 13th of December. First up, Twitter head censor Yoel Roth on the run after Elon Musk reveals disturbing documents. It's an interesting, positive day. I have a nice variety of topics today, not just Elon Musk, Elon Musk, Elon Musk, Elon Musk. Nope, I've got a nice variety for you. So I hope that you'll leave a like on this video. And if you haven't yet, please do subscribe down below. It would be an excellent Christmas gift for me. Uh, and uh, I've been a really good boy. Now, if you've been following the channel, there's been someone who hasn't been so good. And they go by the name of Yoel Roth, the former head of trust and safety at Twitter through now, uh, as we see, uh, you know, through leaks and other things, we see that uh, him and Vijaya Gotti were essentially running Twitter uh, while Jack Dorsey was off in French Polynesia doing whatever it is that you do there. Uh, Yoel Roth and Vijaya Gotti were behind the scenes to ban a sitting president, a president that recently re released logs, even internal employees agreed never broke the rules. Yoel Roth abused his power to ban Donald Trump and undoubtedly countless other conservatives that he simply didn't like. Then people started digging through his past and he had some very spicy tweets, extremely spicy tweets, tweets so spicy that I can hardly read any of them. Of course, we saw the many tweets of him bashing Americans and all this kind of stuff. But then other tweets were revealed. Uh, interesting tweets about um, enjoying looking up uh, spicy videos at work and uh, his dissertation, his college dissertation gets leaked and then hidden after it was brought to light. Why do we think that it was hidden? Well, it turns out that it seemed to, at least in some way, shape, or form, be soft-shoeing or peddling, um, letting youth use these LGBTQ hookup apps, um, which, of course, is very curious, curious response indeed. Now, after all this has been revealed, he's on the run. I wonder why. I wonder if he's worried about potential lawsuits or potential prosecution at this point. And of course he ran to the mainstream media where they were happy to run interference for him. Ex Twitter censor Yoel Roth and his boyfriend are forced to flee their $1.1 million home after his thesis, which supports letting kids use hookup apps is shared by Elon Musk. Well, that's interesting because that's a document that was publicly available for years, a document that was accepted by Penn State University and then quietly removed from their website after this stuff was revealed. Twitter's former censor has been forced to flee his $1.1 million San Francisco Bay Area mansion he shares with his boyfriend after Elon Musk shared part of his thesis, which suggests letting young ones access to LGBTQ hookup apps. Yoel Roth, who is 34, and his partner, 44, moved out of their two-bed, two-bath property over fears for their safety. Now, no evidence of that, of course. No people showing up at his house. 
just fear TM. It's a lot like how he banned President Trump by saying incitement TM. Well, he's not really inciting, but can we like say he is somehow, some way, maybe, maybe, maybe? Musk tweets look like Yol is in favor of letting young ones access to uh, services for adults in his PhD thesis. He also shared a screenshot of the part of the document. While his thesis was written in 2016, while he was at University of Pennsylvania, included the claim that many under 18s access allowing uh, to these hookup apps despite being too young to do so. He suggested that an age-appropriate version of the app be created. What? No, 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 no. These hookup apps are one of the biggest problems in society right now. I mean, quite frankly, uh, a lot of shattered dreams uh, of, of uh, men and women hoping to find love. Also, he gleefully joked about his upcoming meetings with FBI officials in recently released Twitter files. Maybe they were watching him for other reasons. The former trust and safety manager has become emblematic of what free speech fans say are the problems with Twitter censoring posts that went against liberal viewpoints. News of his apparent dealings with the FBI sparked claims of the social media network was in bed with the federal government. A do? Of course. Couldn't decide between dur and doi there, so it went dur. Not very good. With the initial tranche of files, including requests from the Democratic Party to remove unflattering tweets about Joe Biden's son. We see, of course, this app here. Uh, it's worth considering, considering, if at all, the current generation of popular sites of these type of you know hookup sites uh, might include individuals under the age of 18. Oh, yeah. I mean, why not? Why not make it available for all the little ones? Of course, the mainstream media running instant interference. Twitter's former head of trust and safety has fled his home due to an escalation of threats resulting from Elon Musk's campaign of criticism against him. He posted one screenshot of a document that was publicly available on the Internet. Just to be clear, and CNN is calling that a campaign against him. By the way, also releasing publicly available documents from the Penn State website, also not exactly a campaign. This article getting ruthlessly ratioed. Here's Carl uh, Benjamin. Accountability is a form of persecution and must be stopped. Freedom of speech isn't freedom from consequence. Here's Cernovich. When, left, when the left digs up old tweets, it's journalism. When anyone else finds creepy stuff from the left, y'all claim harassment. No one falls for these fake rules anymore. Here's Yassi Gessenier. Yol directly permitted the harassment and doxing through Twitter of conservatives whose lives were then turned upside down. I absolutely do not care that a society which he helped weaponize makes him uncomfortable. He deserves zero moral support. He is a despicable person. I hypocrite. How CNN found the Reddit user behind the, res the, res the Trump wrestling gif. Remember when CNN docks like a regular old person that made a, a gif and tried to ruin their life? Good times. Remember when they threatened to dox him if he made any more gifs? CNN accused of blackmailing, blackmailing Reddit user behind Trump's wrestling meme. Here's Libs of TikTok. Sharing someone's dissertation and tweets is, is terror. I mean, they're just getting out. He fled his home to go skiing in Aspen. 
Nothing more, nothing less. But leave it to CNN to claim otherwise. So he went skiing in Aspirin. You know, probably going to have some hot tub time. Probably looking at, you know, hanging out, looking for, you know, people who want to access those apps at a young age. I don't know, hypothetically. Pepperidge Farms remembers when CNN blackmailed a random citizen for a meme. Not to be confused with ex-head of safety and multi-billion dollar transnational corporate of multi-billion dollar transnational corporation. Sticks F that dude. Who cares? LOL. Yet nobody cares. Nobody cares. None. Um, you know, I pray he remains safe and healthy for further indictments. I mean, the stuff that this this dude did behind the scenes using Twitter as his own personal censorship tool. Um, uh, certainly, I hope Trump sues him into oblivion. I, I think that Trump would have a legitimate case to take all of his monies. Um, Vijaya Gotti, too. Snippets of his communications have been posted in recent days by conservative journalists Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss. They are not conservative journalists. Uh, as part of what Musk termed the Twitter files. Following t Musk's tweets, his followers also directed their anger at professors who reviewed the dissertation, reports the Washington Post. Roth was a longtime member of Twitter's policy team and was one of the top executives to remain with the platform. Musk's turning on Roth appears to have been sudden. Roth appeared in a call alongside Musk to reassure advertisers shortly after the billionaire's takeover as recently as October. Well, maybe Musk read his dissertation. As re, uh, Musk tweeted, I want to be clear that I support Yol. My sense is that he has high integrity and that we are all entitled to our political beliefs. This is a guy that tweeted all sorts of stuff about, you know, uh, middle America being garbage people, calling, you know, Trump literally the bad guy from WW2. He was forced to flee his home in wake of threats spurred by the Twitter files. I, I mean... Aren't these aren't, aren't these clowns supposed to be reporting on the fact that he had interfered with a sitting president and placed his finger on the scale of the 2020 election potentially allegedly at least according to some of these files? Do you think the Washington Post might want to report on that? Do you think CNN might want to report on that? And what's great is the tide is turning for all those black pillars out there who say, "Oh, well, you know, nothing's going to change." I disagree. All these mainstream media losers who are publishing these are getting absolutely ratioed into oblivion. They cannot control the narrative anymore because people are engaged. That's how we win. When we're engaged in this fight and we're actively participating in the conversation, debunking the narrative, it does erode their strength. When you scroll down and you see all these people saying, ah, actually, this is the truth, that matters. And next up, Elon Musk has fired the entire Twitter trust and safety team. This is a massive win for free speech. It's absolutely uh, continuing to happen at Twitter headquarters. We have uh, yet another department, a department that uh, essentially has now been revealed to essentially be chiefly concerned with promoting uh, certain uh, political ideologies and demoting other ones uh, has been... This, this department has now been disbanded. The Trust and Safety Council has been disbanded after some of their founding members resigned. Of course, the media is spinning this into, oh my God, uh, every, everything, the hate speech is coming. Uh, it's, it's, gonna... it's not, it's baloney. Don't believe the narrative. And I think dissolving this department is smart given just how negative 
it's being perceived. But of course, that won't stop legacy media from continuing to push panic prawn. Twitter dissolves its trust and safety council after founding members resign this via the daily leftist shell. I mean, beast. Twitter announced it had dissolved its trust and safety council with little advance warning on Monday night, just hours after the company's former head of trust and safety reportedly had to flee his home over Elon Musk's baseless claims that he had advocated for spicy stuff. Hey, look, watch my first video. Okay. This I think will be my third video of the day. Watch my first video. You be the judge. Members of the council were a volunteer group of experts and civil service organizations that advised the company on safety issues. Essentially, these people were censors. They were people like uh, censorship bullies, probably like people at the ADL, journalists, all this stuff, uh, media matters, um, who, who are always using various different reasonings to censor Americans uh, and vilify them. I mean, these, I mean, the ADL said that Pepe was a hate symbol and that uh, the OK hand symbol, even though everyone on the planet uses it to say something's OK, um, actually means something else. All right. These these groups are a joke. Um, members of the Council of Volunteers, a civil service organization that advised the company on safety issues, received an email informing them the body was no longer the best structure to bring external insights into our product and policy development work. The email was v signed vaguely as coming from Twitter. People close to the matter at the walk told the Washington Post that the email had been sent less than an hour before a scheduled Zoom call between Twitter executives and the council. <laughs> Get wrecked. I mean, smash like, right? The the trust and safety council were were clearly the people chiefly in charge of everything. Everything bad about Twitter. Everything. Yoel Roth had resigned as head of the trust and safety last month, had been forced from his home following an escalation. No evidence provided, of course. Here's the email. Dear Trust and Safety Council members, as Twitter moves into a new phase, we are reevaluating how to best bring external insights into our product and development. It's not external insights, it's external meddling. As part of this process, we have decided that the Trust and Safety Council is not the best structure to do this. Our work to make Twitter a safe, informative place will be moving faster and more aggressively than ever before, and we will continue to welcome your good ideas going forward. Get wrecked. You're fired. You're fired. And of course, the media trying to spin this and and in its spectacular Olympic levels. And what's great is, you know, like the Washington Compost and CNN and all these people put out these articles like, as if Twitter doesn't actually have you know, their own trust and safety department inside those four walls. What this is, is an outside activist group that, that had external control over Twitter. The Washington Post writes, members of Twitter's trust and safety council received an email at the subject line, thank you, to inform them the council was dissolved minutes before it was set to meet. The latest sign of Musk undoing efforts that make the network safe and more civil. Do you have any evidence of that, Washington Post? Do you have any evidence that these outside agencies inflicting censorship on private citizens in the United States and around the world made Twitter more civil? Or are you just going to say that? I think we both know. If we look at the report, I say, good. Stick says the network is already safe and it does not need to be more civil. 
Your organization promotes war and dysfunction on the level that no Twitter user could ever hope to match. How about tell the whole story? I mean, that's, you know, that'll get advertisers back. Again, like, remember when Twitter was great? Remember when, like, YouTube was great before they got bloated and they got all these political um, advisors inside their four walls that decided that there are silos for conservative channels or that they perceive to be conservative, silos for liberal channels or that they perceive to be liberal. I mean, Twitter was much, or YouTube was much better then. I could actually grow and find new subscribers. I mean, like, the spin that they have, you know, Trust and Safety Council sounds like the oversight committees the USSR used to commission to control its population. Well, of course, of course. The spin that mainstream media is putting on this is absolutely mind-boggling. I mean, understand that the quote-unquote Trust and Safety Council was the probably number one enemy of free speech on the platform. Here on the Daily Mail, Twitter dissolves Trust and Safety Meeting Council. Giant tech was tech giant was due to meet <clears throat> with representatives of a hundred strong advisory board, but instead sent an email saying they would be disbanded. Good. News of the council's dissolution comes after Yul Roth, the company's former head of trust and safety, was forced to flee his home. Um, Roth has come under fire for the release of the so-called Twitter files, a series of revelations about the platform's moderation. The council members who provided images of email to Twitter, Associated Press, spoke on the condition of anonymity due to fears of retaliation. Gee, I wonder why people don't like you. The email said Twitter was reevaluating how to best bring external insights and the council quote, as Twitter moves into a new place, we already know all this stuff. The council comprised of various civil rights organizations, academics and other bodies that advocated for safety and advised Twitter as it developed products, programs and rules according to a web archive of the page. The volunteer group provided expertise and guidance on how Twitter could better combat hate, harassment and other harms. Why does that, why is that job even needed? Why is that? Why is that role even needed? And of course, the mainstream media is going berserk, running these, running these um, uh, stories uh, that suddenly Twitter's going to be. I haven't seen it. Have you? Have you seen it? Have you seen any of this extra like insanity? It's it's a ministry of truth, you know. As they say in the comments, it's. It's, it was the literal ministry of truth, and they're absolutely losing their mind over its dissolution. That should tell you a lot, right? That should tell you a lot about uh, exactly the type of strings. Like, these people were the puppet masters, and Yul Roth was the puppet. And I don't care if he was, quote-unquote, brainwashed. He appears to have always had insane opinions. Um, he went right along with it. He was happy to do so. Uh, he was happy to infringe on Americans' First Amendment rights. He was happy to ban the sit a sitting president, even though his staff admitted that he had done no wrong. Um, Elon was 110% correct to disband this group of lunatics. And next up today, SBF blames depression and anti-Semitism for FTX stealing billions, now facing 155 years in prison. Massive, massive crypto criminal, Sean... SBF, we'll say everyone knows him by SBF, uh, has been arrested and is currently awaiting extradition 
to America to allegedly face charges. Many people are concerned that there won't be any real charges um, abroad, but it'll be an interesting thing to watch nonetheless. This article is probably one of the most hilarious, okay? So, fallen FTX founder SBF and his parents arrive in Bahamas court. At his congressional testimony, as his congressional testimony blames, quote, depression and claims that he is the victim here of, of course, anti-Semitism. I don't think anyone knew or care that he was Jewish, but that's what he's going with as a defense. And that his failed crypto exchange is solvent and can cover $1.8 billion in losses. The FTX fund, I'm sorry you were depressed. I guess I stole $80 billion. Sorry. He was depressed and he's and somebody said some stuff about him being Jewish. We should probably just let him go. Should probably just it's actually insulting that he's saying this. I assume my Jewish viewers would agree. There's like legitimate hate that that, commu- that group of people has to deal with. And then when you have criminals use it as a shield, it's disgusting. He's arrived at court in the Bahamas, flanked by his Stanford law professor parents and police escort after being arrested on charges of fraud and money laundering. Bankman Freed is accused of defrauding investors of $1.8 billion and having them put their money on his crypto trading platform, FTX. The platform collapsed in November after Bankman-Fried filed for bankruptcy. Federal prosecutors in New York and the SEC both say Bankman-Fried used the platform as a personal piggy bank to fund a lavish lifestyle and make whopping political donations. He's been hit with eight counts of various fraud and money laundering charges and now faces 155 years in prison. He maintains that he did nothing of the sort and was going to tell Congress today that he could repay all of the people who lost money tomorrow if his assets were unfrozen, despite previously filing for bankruptcy. What an interesting thing to say. I mean, why not? Why, would, why wouldn't you unfreeze his assets then and let people get their money back? That's an interesting statement to make. Prosecutors in the Bahamas today argue that he should not be granted bail, insisting that he was a flight risk. He is in court currently in a blue and white shirt and not wearing any handcuffs. Combined, the criminal charges carry a maximum prison term of more than 150 years. Bankman Freed was due to give testimony today about his doomed platform before the U.S. House of Representatives Committees on Financial Services. What a coincidence that is he was arrested just hours before that. Now, some people are saying, well, he already said he wasn't going to be there. True. But maybe it's because he knew he was going to be arrested. Maybe, maybe it's because he knew. Now, some people say, well, couldn't they still summon him? I don't know. Can they? He certainly got a reprieve of having to answer for his crimes. Forbes obtained a written copy of the testimony he was expected to give. It began with, I would like to start by formally stating under oath that I effed up. I know that it doesn't mean much for me to say I'm sorry, and so I'm dedicated, dedicating as much of myself as I can to do the right thing by customers. When all is said and done, I'll judge myself primarily on one metric, whether I have eventually been able to make customers whole. If I fail our customers in that regard, I have failed myself. Over the next 18 pages, he blamed anti-Semitism, 
lawyers, and even his own ex-girlfriend for the breakdown of the company. He maintains that his business, at least the American branch of it, is still solvent. To the best of my knowledge, FTX US has remained solvent and could pay all of its customers in full tomorrow. Imagine being one of those customers. Pretty sure you'd be like, okay, can, can a brother get some money? Unfortunately, the Chapter 11 team has frozen the FTX US exchange, blocking customers' access to their account information and funds. The customers who have lost assets are those who traded on the FTX international platforms, which do not accept US residents. My primary focus right now is to do right by the customers of FTX International who were hurt. I'm fighting to make those customers as whole as I can, and I will keep doing so as I see a pathway forward because it is my duty. How could you do that? You don't have the money. The SEC complaint and the criminal indictment against him tell a very different story. They describe Bankman Free gave his own company, Alameda, an unlimited line of credit on the FTX exchange. That goes for the 10 friends and their parents who are living with them in the Bahamas, some of whom who have said to use a signal group chat titled Wire Fraud. The Australian Financial Review last night reported that Bankman Freed, Allison, Nishad Singh, and Gary Wang were using the encrypted chat platform. SBF last night denied being a part of it. Of course he was a part of it. If this is true, then I wasn't a member of that inner circle. I'm quite sure it's false. I've never heard of such a group. I'm sure it exists. Allison already hired a legal team of experts in white-collar crime, including a former SEC official. The SEC complaint suggests Bankman-Fried will go to trial where his former colleagues and girlfriends might be drafted to testify against him. Of course they'll testify against him. These aren't hardcore criminals. They're white-collar scam artists. They'll flip on each other immediately. Daily Mail has previously disclosed how the group was living in luxury in the Bahamas despite the collapse of his celebrity-endorsed trading platform. The SEC complaint filed on Tuesday alleges that Sam Bankman-Fried raised more than $1.8 billion from equity investors May 2019 by promoting FTX as a safe, responsible platform for crypto trading crypto. It describes Bankman-Fried as the ultimate decision maker at FTX from the platform's inception until he resigned. The complaint says SBF diverted customer funds to Alameda Research, his privately held crypto fund, without telling them. It also says Bankman Freed commingled FTX customers' funds at Alameda to make undisclosed venture investments, lavish property purchase, and large political donations. Today, we are holding Mr. Bankman Freed responsible for fraudulently raising billions of dollars from investors at FTX, misusing funds belonging to FTX trading customers, the exchange said on Tuesday. And I also want a list of every government official that took a check, right? And by the way, I think it's also pretty funny. Their silence is deafening. Stars including Giselle and Tom Brady, Larry David, and Shaquille O'Neal, who took SBF's cash to advertise his doomed FTS crypto exchange, say nothing as he's arrested and charged. This is why I this is why it's like so dangerous what you what you do, you know, what you promote. It's like legitimately like these people I, I assume will be sued. Like I assume that they'll be sued. Now I don't know. They, they're all very rich and they probably have, you know, in, super powerful lawyers who, who will protect them. But like, you know, you're Shaquille O'Neal, you're Tom Brady, and you told your fans that that's the thing. That's like when I do an ad, okay, I'm not 
it's if I say I use it, I use it, right? I use meta PCs. Okay, so when I'm telling you I use it, I use it. If I don't say I use it, I don't use it. It's pretty simple to tell the difference between an ad read and a personal endorsement. Um, and so depending on the language they used, it could be pretty spicy. You know, like it, it could be, and it's, it's interesting that they say nothing. I mean, they really can't say anything, can they? They can't go out and apologize. They can't go out and, and, and because that would be like admitting fault. So that's why, that's why the real reason they're not doing anything about it. But like, I want to know all of the government people that got checks, whether it was clean money or like, you know, above board money, or it was quote unquote dark money as SBF has tried to claim. If he really is solvent, then why wouldn't the government, the government has, I think a duty to, to um, make whole all the, you know, the retail traders that are waiting on that money. I don't know how much additional money is out there on their international funds, but uh, not, you know, like at least make them whole. I don't want the government to seize the money because that would be even worse. Nobody spends money worse than the government. You should be making their, their consumers whole who he, who he potentially defrauded. And don't think I, I don't forget and don't think I won't forget. And you shouldn't forget how the New York times and everybody else trotted this guy out as some sort of boy genius and ran cover for him the entire time until he was finally arrested. And how many of them took money from him too? And next up, Twitter safety expert humiliated live in front of Congress. Democrats' weapon against Elon Musk fails. It is super duper, duper rare to see a BTFO this bad in real time, especially from one of the most toxic hall monitors on all of Twitter. And I just thought we could all enjoy it together. If you haven't yet, please do leave a like on this video. It helps new people find the channel. And if you haven't yet, please do click that red subscribe button down below the video. It lets YouTube know people actually give a dang about the channel. And well, I greatly, greatly appreciate the opportunity to earn that subscription from you. Now, earlier today, Andy No, by the way, if you're not following him on Twitter, it's Mr. Andy No, N-G-O. Uh, give him a follow and let him know I sent you. Uh, shared a video clip of one of the most spectacular backfires in all of internet history. At the oversight Dems hearing on white on who white Supremes, Representative Nancy Mace, who is a congresswoman, asked witnesses if uh, like extreme words on social media is uh, actively a threat to democracy. Okay, that this is important. The question she asks: Trans activist Alejandra Carabello, who goes by S Queer on Twitter said yes the congresswoman then presented her her own tweets this is one of the best moments in history just absolutely amazing amazing you see jamie mitchell she's founders of uh founder of gag this is the greatest thing i've ever seen in my life absolutely incredible uh i mean it is just so good that i i had to share it with you okay so here's this here's the committee on social media a problem and a threat to our democracy, Mr. Ward? Yes, absolutely. Mr. Siegel? Yes. Ms. Car Carabayo? Yes. That's Mrs. Carabayo. Now, you may not recognize her in the picture because this is the picture she uses on social media, and this is her actual picture. I'm, just, I'm only pointing that out because you may not recognize her, obviously. But this is her here. Ms. Nomani? Yes. Ms. Tyler? Yes. Yes. 
By the way, everyone who said yes, I don't ever want to hear their opinion again. This is like exactly why Elon disbanded the trust and safety team, right? Words are a threat to democracy. Are you kidding me? Have you left a like yet? Have you subscribed yet? It's going to get better. Um, another question I have. Uh, do you believe that rhetoric targeting officials with violence officials, for carrying no. out their constitutional duties um, is a threat to democracy? Set up. The bait. The bait has been, the trap has been set. Prepare to be amazed. Mr. Ward. Mr. Siegel. Yes. 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 That was Miss Carabillo saying yes. Yes. <clears throat> yes. <clears throat> All right. Thank you very much. Only a few. Wait, she's like, Mwah! I don't even know what her political affiliation is. I don't care. Weeks after the attempted attack on a Supreme Court justice on June 25th, one of the witnesses, Alejandro Caraballo, tweeted out the following. In <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have a little bit of the flu yet. She has her tweets printed out on large boards, ready to go. Response to a decision on abortion overturning Roe v. Wade, and I'll quote directly from the tweet. The six justices who overturned Roe should never know peace again. Hmm. It is our civic duty to accost them every Ooh. time they're in public. They are pariahs. Oops. Since women don't have their rights, these justices should never have a peaceful moment in public again. Oh! Oh, the Spider-Man meme. And these are the people, by the way, who when you see online and you see articles quoting online safety experts, Alejandra Carabillo or Carabaldo Carab uh, is one of them, has been cited many times. I know something about being accosted the night of January 5th. I was physically accosted on the streets of D.C. in Navy Yard by a constituent of mine. I fervently blamed rhetoric, rhetoric on social media. Dead wrong about that, by the way. Nope, people are responsible for their own actions. Uh, this idea that it's rhetoric that, that leads to it, I 1,000% disagree with that, but let's go on. Rhetoric at public events for being physically accosted. I carry a gun everywhere I go. You should anyway, by the way. Oh, when I am in my district and I'm at home, because I know personally that rhetoric has consequences. I've had my car keyed. I've had my house spray painted. I had someone trespass in my house as recently as August. I've been doxxed on social media about where I live. Um, and I've had to add to security everywhere I go, often because I can't afford it. I have to carry mm. my own firearm wherever Good, you should anyway. And... Um, Alejandra Caraballo also recently tweeted on November 19th, not uh -oh. a month ago, that the Supreme Court, vested with the judicial power of the United States by our Constitution, stated they are not a legitimate court issuing decisions. And also the Supreme Court is an organ of the far right. So Oops. my last question today of Ms. Caraballo, do you stand by these comments? Uh-oh. This, again, these are the people that ban you from social media for for saying uh you know for maybe questioning some of the lockdown tactics these are the people that were cited in the articles that tried to ruin your businesses this kind of rhetoric on social media uh, 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 i believe it's a threat to democracy 
to be clear, she has already said it is. Thank you, Representative, for the opportunity to clarify and provide context to my. Um, I have a question. Is it yes or no? Do you believe your rhetoric is a threat to democracy when you're calling to accost a branch of government, the Supreme Court? I don't believe that's a correct uh, characterization what of you my tweeted, statements. Though. Did you not tweet? It's literally what she said. That, that you thought that the Supreme Court justices should be accosted. What Did I'm saying is that Where do you get something printed like this? Is there somebody, is there like a pretty... That's a big sheet of paper. And it's actually printed in extremely high quality. I wonder who's printing these super big tweets. I'd like to get some super big tweets printed and put up on my wall. It's not a accurate characterization of my statements. All right, well, we'll, 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 we'll so you see uh, post-millennial trans expert who claimed it is a civic duty to accost SCOTUS justices um, cited by Taylor Lorenz as an expert on bad behavior on Twitter gets completely demolished, right? Again, these are the faces of people that voted and she said they should be accosted. This is a previous article back in November when she said it. You see, um, wait, so expert WAPO NBC News Axios cited to justify the idea that Elon Musk was allowing dangerous mean words on Twitter. The same person that said these things. These are, again, continue to be the online experts. Nancy Mace. Mace said the next Congress would feature witnesses who know what they're talking about. Oh, she is a Republican. Dang, girl, she's, ah, she's so good. Like, absolutely bait, get baited. Get baited. Did you not tweet that, Mace said? I thought you said that Supreme Court justices that you Supreme Court justice should be accosted. Mace reminded Carabio that a man was arrested in June. You know, it's clear to me, it's clear to me that we have to call out threats to our democracy emanating from where they come from, whether it's left or right. Mace says, "I look forward to working with anyone, Republican or Democrat, to address these threats from within and without, and I look forward to inviting more people who actually know what they're talking about." to our witness panel in the 118th Congress. Wee. I mean, I mean, did I, did I tell you it was going to be, did I tell you it was going to be amazing, an amazing backfire? I mean, I just can't, I just can't tell you how happy I am. What excellent reporting by Andy. No. Uh, excellent question by Nancy Mace, who I think I will follow now. Um, absolute destruction. Again, far-left activist Alejandra Carabillo calls for the censorship of the right, including pushing for Yoel Roth to ban being able to call someone the G-word on Twitter. Today, Carabillo was made to account for her own extreme rhetoric targeting judges. And last up today, one final brutal humiliation for She-Hulk. Uh, a final, seemingly, embarrassment for She-Hulk. Like many of you know, She-Hulk didn't really stand on its own. Most of what it was popular for was uh, totally pwning the haters. Um, you know, using the men bad narrative while saying um, what's-her-name was stunning and brave for 
um, hooking up with a bunch of dudes. Uh, you know, the show was cringe. It was not for me, but I think it would be disingenuous to say that nobody at all liked it. Certainly some people liked it. Twitter certainly loved it. Twitter loves anything that is like, uh, that openly bashes men, um, and things of that nature. Marvel's Avengers She-Hulk appearance appears to be permanently banned. I'm sorry, canceled. I'm so used to saying banned. According to Exputer, a trusted Marvel Avenger leaker, Miller Ross, claimed the studio scrapped plans to add She-Hulk to its roster of playable characters. Now, She-Hulk, this we're talking about Marvel Avengers, the video game, uh, at this point. Now, the rumor is that the show is also not coming back for a second season which to me seems kind of weird. Like, it seems like you would probably want to bring it back for a second season, given all the buzz, all the buzz it generated, because, um, you know, that's, that's what Twitter apparently likes. But it appears that the character is also disliked in the video game world. Uh, Trusted Marvel Avenger leaker says, that it has scrapped plans to add She-Hulk to playable characters. Ross explained that the development for the attorney-turned-superhero was plagued with problems with the accidental leaks and internal restructuring, reportedly, repeatedly delaying She-Hulk's release. The absence of She-Hulk specifically has long haunted Marvel Avengers with multiple accidental confirmations this past year. And She-Hulk was in active development in late 2021, mostly by external partners, but was shelved when the Avengers shifted entirely in-house under a new lead. Rip She-Hulk. Of course, Marvel Avengers has a grim future. She-Hulk potentially delayed over budget issues. I knew that this game just wasn't going to, like, it wasn't really going to be a big, uh, you know, an earth shatterer. It just, I don't know. It, it didn't look that good. I remember seeing people kind of play it on day one, and I was like, oh, you know, like, it it had great potential. It's like the, you know, I've always thought that like Pokemon open, an open world Pokemon game could really, really just crush it. Like if it was like Final Fantasy seven, but Pokemon, maybe that exists. I don't know, but also MMO. So you could battle other people around the world. Like, how does that game not exist? Do have, am I missing it? Does it exist out there? I mean, all I see are the same switch games coming out over and over and over and over and over and over again. Every Pokemon game on Switch is exactly the same. Yeah, there's a little different story to it, but it's the same thing. I would love to be battling people in an open world and, and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, that was a weird aside. I was just thinking about a Pokemon MMO, how fun that would be. But, you know, this is a, just another long line uh, of embarrassments for She-Hulk. You see this article came out not that long ago. You know, Je uh, Marvel, is Jessica Gao the writer? to blame for She-Hulk's absolute failure. Jessica Gao, the head writer for Disney's She-Hulk attorney at law, has been subject to criticism since the show premiered. Marvel fans and viewers have either sided with the show's supporters or its detractors. In a similar vein, there's differing views on whether Jessica should bear responsibility for the series' failure, which had promised so much. Like, there were problems with the show, for example, like the CGI, but, like, I don't know... I don't know if that necessarily made people rush to like not watch the show and rush to kind of hate on the show. I don't think that that was the case. You know, I think that they could have made it a very interesting kind of crime lawsuit show. And they were more interested in totally poning dudes 
um, than than actually doing a good crime show. You know, she had won an Emmy. She's an Emmy award-winning writer uh, behind She-Hulk, attorney at law, maybe to blame for the fans' dissatisfaction. From the beginning of the show to the end, the Marvel show, which is her latest work, had managed to irk some diehard fans. The first episode's depiction of Jennifer Walters' transformation into She-Hulk, how she acquired the Hulk traits, has been altered since from the canon. In the comics, after uh, a battle, Hulk transfuses his blood into Jennifer to save her life, which makes way more sense. The series portrayed it this as Hulk accidentally uh, spilling it on an open wound. This change had displeased readers in the original comic. Well, see, if you want to look at it from like, you know, a modern, and maybe I'm just too blackpilled on this, but here's how I see this. In one of those series, okay, in one of those series or one of those scenarios, Hulk is a hero saving her life. In the other one, he's he made a gaffe, a goof, an accident. I mean, based on modern Marvel writing, I sure would think that's probably the case. The post-credit sequence in episode three had She-Hulk dancing in the office with Megan the Stallion. This is one of several things that did not sit well with the conservative audience. Furthermore, moviegoers accustomed to high quality of video effects and CGI were unimpressed with the CGI in this particular scene. Many fans were underwhelmed with the show's comedic elements. There were also those who objected to the fourth walls being broken. Well, to be fair, the fourth wall break is a She-Hulk thing. Um, this is a performance convention in which fiction meets reality. When a character frequently acknowledges the audience's presence by breaking that wall, that separates a fictional character from the real material world. Furthermore, the finale had She-Hulk taking a jab at Marvel's creations. This was another fourth wall breaking frame where Jennifer draws attention to Marvel's typical endings, huge video effects spectacles, and a lack of character building, etc. etc. The honesty stunned most Marvel enthusiasts. Just finished watching She-Hulk. First off, I liked the talking to the camera moments like The Office, but you got the whole fourth wall shattering finale and the whole buildup that they did across eight episodes about her blood just went poof. All of these factors may have contributed to the series' declining ratings. Some fans believe Jessica Gout did not do her homework properly and misinterpreted the character. Jessica, on the other hand, has attempted to do justice to Hulk and She-Hulk characters. In terms of the popularity charts, uh, just the She-Hulk attorney law is not receiving much of a positive response from the audience with a 47% score from viewers. This may be the lowest rating of a Marvel show, though it receives a critic rating of 80%, 87%. I mean, are you shocked? It holds an average rating of 5 out of 10 out of IMDb. Overall, the show has not been well-received. I mean, is anybody really surprised? Is anybody actually surprised that a show that like actively makes fun of Marvel fans and all this kind of stuff, you know, uh, doesn't sit well with Marvel fans, uh, a, an audience that is at least 65 to 70% male. Do you think sits well when you're insulting men and making men bad all the time? Um, you know, you know, people have varying opinions on how they handle daredevil, all this kind of stuff. I just think it's like, you know, yet another kind of humiliation, um, you know, that the character herself, and I don't have any problem with the actor, Obviously, you also had actresses on the show feuding with fans 
on Twitter, which is never a good thing. It always plays out negatively. It looks right now like there's no official plans for season two, which would not shock me at all. I mean, Disney has not given all of their shows a season two either. So, I mean, it wouldn't necessarily be the first time, but uh, given just how divisive the show was and how much negative press it gave for Disney, I'm going to guess that the video game cutting the character is probably a sign that she's not going to be around much longer. I hope you enjoyed this video. And we'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you.